What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Born Again Biker Podcast. I'm your host, Mouthpiece. I'm the pastor of Victory Biker Church, Maine. This podcast is a place to discuss real, practical Christianity, biblical truth, and what it means for the motorcycle community. So hang on to your handlebars. Let's ride. What's up, church? It's Pastor Chris. That's right. It's Mouthpiece from Victory Biker Church, Maine. And you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. I bet you guys were thinking I wasn't coming back. Now, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I have been struggling with some seasonal depression and some anxiety and stuff. And I just honestly haven't felt compelled to do much of anything, let alone do a podcast. And I know that that's just honest truth right there. Uh, But I'm feeling better. Things are pulling together and, and, and things are looking up. So... We're back at it today. Not that I haven't been in my scriptures, but uh, we're back at it today with a podcast. So today we're we're gonna go into one of my favorite parables. Uh, we're gonna go into Matthew eighteen twenty one through thirty five. It's the parable of the unforgiving debtor, and this is actually something that we talked about in our Bible study uh, here not that long ago. Uh, But it says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring all his accounts up um, up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything that he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged, Please, be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and we released, and he released him and forgave him his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. He followed uh, his fellow servant, fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put into prison until the debt could be paid in full. When one of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king in, in the, in the man, I'm sorry. Then the king called in the man who had been forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. That is what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. All right, church. So we got a bunch of stuff to go over here, okay? Uh, I am super, uh, like I said, this is one of my favorite parables here. So let's go, let's just jump right into this here. We're going to go back up to the top here uh, and we're going to go right from the beginning. Uh, So Peter comes to Jesus and he says, you know, and I, I can only imagine what's going on in Peter's life where he's coming up to Peter, you know, he's coming up to Jesus and he's like, you know, Jesus, we got a problem. How many times do I have to forgive people who sin against me? You know, I've got a whole bunch of people coming up against me, a whole bunch of people coming on. And 
They keep, they, they keep sinning against me. When is enough enough? And he says, seven times? Do I forgive him seven times? And then on that eighth time, do I just set him free and turn him loose and be done with the whole thing? And Jesus says, no, man, that, that, that's, not how, that's not how our faith works. I don't want you just to forgive them seven times, but 70 times seven. And as you study out the 70 times seven, which I have done immensely, I actually have this tattooed on my left bicep. Um, as you study out the seven times seven, this is Jesus basically saying that he wants us to forgive people an infinite number of times. He wants us to forgive people completely without, he, he wants us to have no blemish on our soul. Okay. And how can we ever say that we have purity in our lives, purity in our spirit? If we're telling people, no, I won't forgive you. It just doesn't work that way. So Jesus wants us to forgive people infinitely. That doesn't mean that we have to be best friends with people that we can't, that we have to forget things that, they, that they've done to us. But what it does mean is it does mean that we have to release what it is that they are talking about, you know, what, what they've done to us. Okay. So re remember that right off the bat, as, as much as we are designed to want to hold grudges. Okay. We all do. I love, I, I believe me, I come from a family of grudge holders, but as somebody that has been saved and you know, I'm the only one in my family that's saved. And as somebody that has, that, that's been saved, you know, I've got to tell you, you know, letting go of holding those grudges, that was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do because it, it was so ingrained in my family DNA. But it, you know, later on down here, the, the premise of what we're talking about here is, you know, forgiven people. Forgive people. That's the bottom line. You know, we as followers of Jesus, it's important that we both experience and extend forgiveness out there. You know, if we were responsible for everything that, that we did, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it past my 13th birthday, you know, and, and that's given me a lot of credit. You know, if, if we were responsible to answer for every sin that we've had in our lives, I'll tell you, church, none of us would make it. But because God has forgiven us, we can forgive other people. We have the ability to wipe the debt clean. You know, look, look at our parable here. You know, so Jesus tells this story that, you know, there's a king and he's, he decided he was going to, you know, rectify everything that he did. Okay. You know, all the debts that he had outstanding, he was gonna, he was going to take care of those debts and he was going to, um, he was going to, everybody was going to pay. So he calls everybody, you know, to him and everybody starts paying him. And then there's one guy. Uh, there's a, you know, there's a, one of his debtors, you know, he, he says, you know, Hey, I, I don't have, you know, millions of dollars. It says here, he borrowed money from him and it was millions of dollars. And he's like, I don't have it. You know, I don't have all of it. 
so they you know the 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 king says you know what we're going to sell you we're going to sell your wife we're going to sell your children we're going to sell all your stuff you guys are going to be slaves and you know what that way we'll break you you know once you guys do all that i'll take all that money and we'll call it even and the you know the man he falls down before the king he 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 you know face to ground and he's like you know please please master be patient with me and I'll pay you everything. And then the king sees him and says, you know what? I take pity on you, man. I, I, I feel bad. I, I see where you're coming from. And I, I can see the earnestness in your heart. Um, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to forgive your whole debt. You don't owe me anything anymore. Go away. So he goes. And on his way out, on his way out, he sees somebody that owes him a couple of grand. And he says, you need to pay me and I need it now. And the guy that borrowed the money from him says, I don't have it. But instead, instead of being able to do, look at the grace that he was just given, you know, millions of dollars wiped free. But instead of being able to give him that, that somebody else, that same courtesy, that same grace, he was like, no, dude. I want you in prison and I want you to be able, you know, we're going to have you thrown in jail and you're going to be tortured and until everything is paid off. So I want my money and I want it now. And that's just, you know, the guy was like, no, please just give me, give me a little bit more time and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, you know, what I owe you. Just give me some more time. And he says, no, I'm, I'm going to have you arrested and you're going to get put in prison until everything is paid for. And then, sorry, I needed some coffee. But then, you know, then we have the king hears about this. And the king, is, he's enraged. And he's like, you know what, dude. He calls the guy back in. He's like, bro, listen. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, you've got, everything was just given to you. I wiped your slate clean. Shouldn't you have mercy on that guy too? But because you didn't, because you didn't, you're going to go to prison instead of him. You're going to be tortured until your debt is paid and your debt's a whole lot bigger than his. So since you didn't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you anymore. Take him away. And then Jesus gives us, in verse 35, he gives us this warning that that is what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. And you know what, church? That's kind of where we're at here today is we're talking about forgiveness and we're talking about forgiving people completely. But unfortunately, many of us tend to struggle with forgiveness. You know, we, we, we want to hold on to it because we're familiar with that grudge. We want to hold on to somebody wronging us because people are going to feel bad for us. Or that, you know, we just, for some reason, instead of being able to release it, we want to hang on to that anger because it's comfortable. Why? Why do we want to be comfortable in anger? I'd much rather be comfortable in forgiveness. And I would much rather just offer Offer it up to God, put it in his hands, and let him handle the problem. 
But you know, we, we again, what we're doing is where we're being unforgiving and we're being outside the will of God at that point. We are outside the will of God. Jesus makes it perfectly clear that forgiven people have to forgive others. You know, if you are forgiven, which when when you called upon his name, he forgave you of your sins. Hear that, church. When you got forgiven, it is now your responsibility to forgive other people. If we withhold that forgiveness from other people, forgiveness is going to be withheld from us. We can say it, but it's the doing it. It's the letting it go. It's the putting it down and the walking away from it and not picking up that that unforgiveness and the anger and all of the resentment and everything that goes with it. You guys have to understand how important this is because if we don't forgive, how do we expect to be forgiven? Church, I love you guys. And I want everybody to make it. If there's anything that you have against somebody right now, if you're holding a grudge or if you're holding anything away from anybody and and just not wanting them to have the best things that God can offer, I'm going to suggest that you, you go to your fellow man, go to your brother, go to your sister and say, you know what? I'm sorry. And I forgive you. And I ask you to forgive me because I was holding this against you. So forgive me as I forgive you. And see what God does in your life. I guarantee it's something special. You're certainly going to walk away a whole lot lighter on the shoulders. All right, church. I love you. Thanks for listening. I'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow. Be blessed.